You are listening to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. I'm Jacob Lukowitz, multimedia editor at IT Ops Times. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about why data trust is a huge theme this year and why generative AI apps and integrations without guardrails pose some risks. Joining me today is Anna Filipova, Senior Director of Community and Data at DBT Labs. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the podcast, and thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Jakob. Great to have you here. So to start off, um, for our audience, could you explain what causes inaccuracies in data collection and processing, um, and why are the, why is this becoming increasingly significant? Absolutely. I like to say that data is rarely wrong, but it is often inaccurate. And there's about four reasons why that happens. Um, the most obvious is when data is missing. And the challenge with missing data is that it's often missing partially and not completely. So it's hard to tell when data is missing. Um, it can be quite insidious. Uh, a second reason is when data has changed or evolved because the underlying thing that you're measuring has changed. And this can also be hard to uh, observe in your data unless you're looking for it. The third reason that data can be inaccurate is when it's used out of context. And that can be completely unintentional. It depends on how well your data sources are documented. It depends on how well you understand where the data is coming from. And the first two things, how much of it is missing, how much of it has changed or evolved. So you might be thinking that it hasn't changed, but it has. And as a result, you're accidentally using data out of context. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is um, probably the most, uh, generates the most friction in organizations. Um, and that is when data is being used inconsistently. For example, mm-hmm. you're using the same word to refer to different things. Or um, how many customers do we have? Well, is that customers that are paying us money? Or is that customers who are using the product? Is that uh, existing customers or customers who have committed to using the product but haven't actually started using it? Mm-hmm. It can be um, quite a substantial difference. And if you don't have those uh, definitions defined up front, you can can really easily put yourself in a position where um, data is inaccurate. And so that poses uh, quite a bit of risk, um, both to how you operate a business and the kind of uh, data workflows that you build on Mm -hmm. um, on top of your data. Okay. And is there is there a difference on how, let's say, like the, the data scientists are picking up on these inconsistencies versus like how AI is analyzing uh, mm-hmm. those? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that is different between um, a human looking at some of these data inconsistencies and an AI model is that an AI model has typically no intrinsic understanding of the underlying structure of the data and the concepts that it represents. Um, Data just represents the underlying unit being measured, but uh, there isn't a a sense making that um, AI can do to connect the pieces together. So um, if you think about data as a piece of a puzzle, um, what's missing is the image on the back of the puzzle box Mm -hmm. telling you what the total looks like. And so mm-hmm. your AI can assemble those pieces in a bunch of different ways. And generally it will probably figure out roughly what it looks like, but mm-hmm. it can't, 
um, imbue that sense making and that logic for you. That's where you need a human to do some of that interpretation. And that's why this is kind of why semantic layers are so interesting because they provide that bridging layer. A semantic layer is that definition of relationships between different data points and um, Mm -hmm. how they connect together. And they're different for every business. They're different for every application, just like every puzzle is different on the back of the box. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, and yeah, you actually perfectly segued into the, the next point about talking about what, what semantic layers are. So how might those help in, in ensuring data accuracy? I think that semantic layers are incredibly important in ensuring data accuracy, in particular in those uh, second two uh, sources of inaccuracy that I mentioned. So when data is used out of context and when data is used inconsistently, Um Because a semantic layer can help you define relationships between things, it makes it easier to understand uh, how things are connected and where data is coming from. And it is harder to use data out of context when you can see those relationships defined for you. Uh, You don't have to do as much sense making and interpretation uh, on your own as a human. And uh, the the less sense making and interpretation each individual in an organization does, the more consistent your understanding of what the data um, represents. So for example, um, going back to uh, counting customers, um, you can uh, define a customer object and you can define parameters that you can query that tell you um, the timeframe that you want to look at and um, what defines a customer. And then it becomes quite uncontroversial. And whenever you need to change a definition, you actually need to talk about it. So that little bit of friction that a semantic layer introduces is actually incredibly generative because it forces the conversation between humans about like, is this the right thing that we're measuring and kind of Mm -hmm. brings everyone into alignment. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also incredibly important for, I think, AI and and generative... um, uh, generative AI applications because it adds that sense-making layer to the mm-hmm. data. So rather than uh, unleashing your model on um, data that is, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, every puzzle piece is the same to your, mm-hmm. uh, to your data model, uh, semantic layer can, can tell your model how to mm-hmm. string those things together into the right picture. Mm-hmm. I see. So adding generative AI to to data models is, I'm assuming it's a, a fairly new thing, but is uh, the mm-hmm. semantic layer aspect, are you seeing that organizations are already implementing that with their data management strategies? This is a good question. Um, they are. And uh, I think this is still fairly nascent, but uh, the technology is starting to become available. And the the most important thing about this process is that uh, standards are starting to emerge for how to do this. And uh, that means that more and more organizations are adopting it because you start to be able to trade um, and transfer skills and knowledge across different organizations um, and kind of like level up the level of um, folks using this. So DBT Labs has built a semantic layer. Um, we announced it last year. And um, we're making um, lots of improvements this year before it becomes generally available, but we already have usage. We already have partner integrations um, across the the modern data stack and the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is now in the hands of people. And it's really, it's a really exciting place to be. We're on the cusp of this becoming quite a bit more mainstream. Mm 
Yeah. Who knows where it'll go next, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And um, yeah, one of my last few questions is uh, with the customers mm-hmm. that are coming to you have uh, in their operations, have they been seeing more and more inconsistencies present? Um, maybe because there's just that much more data to process or are they mm-hmm. kind of already implementing enough strategies where they're, um, they're fixing those inconsistencies? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's certainly true that more and more data is getting uh, collected. And it's also more true that there's less and less time to curate it because mm-hmm. um, market conditions are dictating, uh, making really quick changes to the way that your business works, to the way that your organization works. Um, right now, we're still in a space that is uh, relatively volatile compared to what we've experienced over the last 10 years market-wise. And um, so organizations have to adapt really, really quickly. And as a result, when you have lots of data and you don't have a lot of time, you have to take shortcuts or not leverage all of the things that you can leverage. And so Mm -hmm. the easier we can make the process of curation and sense-making of your data, the more powerful that is for organizations and the more value they get out of their Mm -hmm. data. I see. So probably the best way is not to have as many, you know, new processes and and things as as possible, you know, to keep it simplified. Exactly. All right. Um, And so what what are some of the best practices that you would suggest for businesses um, to implement semantic layers? Yeah, this is a really good question. I would, I always recommend for businesses to start from the very top. What are the most important things Um, What are the most important operations in your business? What are the most important concepts in your business that you want to make sure everybody has the same understanding of? And then you work backwards from there. You Mm -hmm. uh, figure out how you're defining those concepts today. You make sure that everyone agrees on those definitions. And then you trace them in your data pipelines. You understand where that data is coming from. You build a little bit more infrastructure around testing that data. You build a little bit more infrastructure around alerting you when things are changing. And you would be surprised that it is very often a small subset of the data that a business uses, but it usually involves 80% of the decision-making in an organization. And so if you invest that little bit of time up front, um, it pays dividends for many, um, many quarters afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. It's all very interesting. And looking to the future, how do you see the evolution of semantic layers and combating data inaccuracies? It's uh, a really good question. Um, it's hard to look into the future when we're still sort of at the cusp of, right. um, of this becoming mainstream. Yeah. But I, I think the connection between semantic layers and AI is going to be a really interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the ability in particular to leverage the power of, our, of AI um, uh, workflows and solutions that have been developed in particular over the last 18 months with existing uh, data workflows, I think is unlocked by a semantic layer. And so I can imagine a world where it becomes easier and easier to curate the things. AI helps you look for things um, and you have more confidence in the fact that the thing that you're um, that you're looking up is correct. Right. right. Well, thank you so much for your insight, Anna. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add on, on the data space or maybe a key takeaway for our audience? I think the key takeaway for me is always that no matter how much technology we build around our data process, it doesn't absolve us of some need to curate and make sense of uh, the things that we're looking at. 
Um, that becomes easier over time, but it doesn't really go away. And um, I think that is important. And I think it's also great because um, it's a it's an argument for um, uh, for folks who are worried about AI taking over our jobs. Sense making mm-hmm. around data isn't going anywhere. Yeah, that's that's been a, a big topic. That's been popping mm-hmm. up as of late as well. We've been hearing a lot about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's good to know. So data scientists shouldn't be completely afraid. <laughs> I, yes, I don't think data scientists are going to be out of a job anytime soon. Right. Okay, great. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today's show. And I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Great. Hope to have you again. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. 